Keep that people's champ going, baby. Houston Astros. Ladies and gentlemen, it's me. That's right. That's right. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of Fat Guy Loves Cake. I am Joey Valentine. It is November the 9th, 2022. We got ourselves a hot election race going on in the, uh, I don't know, what are the branches of the government? Do I fucking care? This country is just so divided down the middle. The Republicans hate the Democrats, and the Democrats hate the Republicans, and the poor independents can't ever get a fucking vote. But it looks like it's going to be a close one, as the Republicans might take the Senate. Ooh, it won't change anything. Everyone will still hate everyone. Men will still be using little girls' restrooms. And everyone will still be offended by every fucking thing in the world. But welcome. I am so happy to have you here. Stick around. We got a great show. And by we, I mean me, the cats, and the voices in my head. I am going to do in the second half of the show, I'm going to do Dear Joey. If you caught the last episode, or perhaps you didn't, I did a section where I took a whole bunch of unanswered Dear Abby questions, which is a uh, advice column that's been around for fucking ever. And I answered them. I gave real heartfelt advice to people who were in need of uh, an answering to a question. And I feel like I really gave some good advice. I did. I think I did. I really believe that. No bullshit. I mean, it's it, it's tough love. You know, nobody wants to be called fat, stupid, retard, loser. <laughs> but that's the kind of thing I deal with on a daily basis. So I'm I'm happy to announce that by popular demand, and I don't mean like by popular demand like because my mommy said so. I mean I had actual people, including two of the nerds from Nerds Talking, the podcast, say how much they enjoyed listening to the Dear Joey section. So I am going to answer some more questions in the second half of the episode. And if you guys keep digging it, I'm going to keep doing it because uh, it's fucking fun, man. And But in the meantime... In the meantime, let's talk about me. Let's talk about my week. Any country fans? Any country fans? Fans of country music? Of course there are. A lot of my listeners are from Texas. I love country music. You know, I like old country. I like Johnny Cash and Merle, Chris Christopherson, and Willie Nelson, and (laughs) what's that crazy motherfucker's name? Kenny Rogers. Oh, Kenny Rogers! (laughs) Um, you know, I, I like the, some of the old stuff like that. I love, love, love Johnny cash. I don't really get into, uh, the new country, new country to me is just way too poppy. You know, it's like anybody can be country. Now all you got to do is just like put on a cowboy hat and add a little twang to your voice. And then all of a sudden anything's country. It can be hip hop. It could be fucking fifties rock and roll. It doesn't matter, but that's not country, man. Country is a steel guitar. 
and a song about losing everything in your life. I mean, I know that we all used to joke as kids like, oh, I write a country song. I lost my dog and my wife and my job and the pickup and all that. But that is the basis of country music. It's country life put to music. So when you got a bunch of broads up on stage talking about their asses, and it sounds like it could be a fucking Britney Spears song, I I missed the train on that one. I didn't get the memo on that being country. So as I was perusing YouTube, I was introduced for the first time to a song called I Want to Check You for Ticks by Brad Paisley. I know the name and never heard the music before. I had to have it explained to me that this is redneck foreplay. You see, if you get a tick on you, the whole euphemism for I want to check you for ticks is obviously to get you undressed. You've been rolling around in the hay, and you want to make sure you want to make sure. <laughs> oh my god, I snorted. Okay, I don't feel like doing a lot of editing, so y'all can just deal. You want to check her for ticks? You want to get a butt naked? But uh, I also found out that, <laughs> that uh, ticks ticks are drawn to warm, moist places. Now I'm thinking what. <laughs> man and a woman are getting frisky in the hayseeds that there's only one particular place on a woman that's going to be warm and moist. Oh, I know how many of you are loving that I'm saying that word. It's never bothered me. It's never bothered me. It's just a fucking word. It makes me think of cake. You know, hey, fat guy loves cake. You know, moist cake. Moist. Moist. <laughs> okay, I won't say it anymore. I used to listen to that guy, but he said the fucking M word too many times. Melon farmer? No. Moist. <laughs> no, I find the whole song very off-putting to say to a woman, I want to check you for ticks. I mean, warm, moist area. Oops, sorry, I said it again. Warm M area. Okay. I mean, I would never tell a woman like, hey, I want to check your underwear for skid marks. <laughs> I mean, isn't that like kind of the same thing? If you tell a woman you want to check her for ticks, you're trying to get her clothes off. If I tell a woman I want to check her underwear for fudge stains, that's getting her panties off, right? <laughs> and that ends in one of two ways. One, uh, she takes them off and she's clean and she takes them off just to prove that there is no fucking skid marks. Or two, she takes them off and you find out that there are skid marks and you go, Jesus, why did you show it to me? And she goes, well, I thought you were turned on by that kind of thing. And you go, I kind of am. And then you check it for ticks. Then there you go. You're a match made in heaven. Check you for ticks. Fucking Brad Paisley. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, send me a message at fatguylovescake at yahoo.com if anyone actually uses the I want to check your underwear for skid marks line and I would like to know the results thank you um, now moving on to the next horrible thing coming out of my mind uh, I bought some shoe insoles because I'm fat and uh, I need some more support in my feet area because I'm starting to realize that my feet were built for a body that's not this big. And so uh, I'm starting, and plus I'm getting older. And as you get older, you start to creak and crack and you sound like a fucking whole thing of Rice Krispies whenever you get out of bed. So 
I ordered some uh, insoles and with the intention of trying them out of my shoes, but mostly for my skates because I, you know, I'm a hockey player and I bought these brand new skates and I've only been on them like twice. And until I lose some weight, man, my feet are just going to be killing me. So I thought, let's try and cut some corners and cheat and get some fucking insoles. So I ordered some insoles. They're not here yet. That is not the point. I did some really, really heavy research on these insoles because I wanted to make sure that I didn't buy... You know, if you look on Amazon, and yes, I buy everything from Amazon. I don't fucking care. I just can't stop. But I'm going through Amazon, and there's like a hundred different kinds of insoles for sale. And I don't know which ones to buy. And I I know I don't have flat feet. I think I have high arches, so I'm looking for that. And I don't know which one to buy, man, because with the reviews, man, you get a whole mixed bag. You get half the people saying, this is the greatest product ever. And then half of them were like, I don't know how to tie my own fucking shoes. And so you just never know what you're going to get. But I finally found the insole that I wanted, and I realized why. It's because all of the pictures, you know, as you're scrolling down, all of the pictures are of fat people. There's no skinny people. It's all fat people struggling to walk. Okay, now that's the most honest advertising you could ever ask for. As a fat man looking for fat-feeded fucking insoles, I want to see fat people struggling to get off their fat asses. Okay, and it's not just like some chunky chicks or a kind of a husky man. No, I'm talking about some real hefty people, right? One of them's like in a gray sweatshirt, obviously jogging, maybe trying to power walk. He's fucking huffing and puffing. I mean, you can you can hear the wheezing in the picture. And I go down, I'm looking at every picture, and I'm like, it's nothing but fat people. And they're not even attractive fat people. In fact, these pictures look like they were taken without permission. Like some skinny Chinese Amazon marketplace seller went to some fat park, hid in the bushes. And he was like, oh, here come real fat one now. Get that. Holy shit, look at the size of that one. That's a huge bitch. And then they took the pictures of them. <laughs> I mean, they don't understand our culture. You know, they don't know that like body shaming is a thing. Uh, you know, in China, for all we know, they could like whip you with bamboo for being fat. I don't know. But. Here in America, we, we don't proudly show products. Like, you would never see McDonald's, right? Like, a guy, never notice everyone that works at McDonald's is not only, like, an attractive black woman, but also skinny. Now, if you've ever been to McDonald's, that's not the fucking case. It's usually a white woman, and she's fucking huge and greasy. And, um, well, we don't need to go there, but... You get my point, you know, like you McDonald's doesn't represent the real people. And if they did, I don't know if it would hurt or help, you know, but you're never going to catch a McDonald's commercial where some fucking just three. No, not 300, because that's how fucking big I am. Some 500 pound man is got half a Big Mac in his mouth. Half of his fist is wrapped around the other half. He's got Thousand Island dressing smeared all over his face, and then he smiles, and there's little fucking pieces of relish stuck in his teeth, and he's like, I'm loving it. And McDonald's is like, five million fat people can't be wrong. (laughs) Would it hurt? Would it help? Uh, But anyway, you know, honesty and advertising, it could work. I don't think anyone's going to go to McDonald's more or less 
based on anything that McDonald's does. Like you would really, they would have to, I said Kanye was untouchable. I was wrong. But when I say McDonald's is untouchable, I fucking stand by that, man. McDonald's could poison the nation, which they already are poisoning the nation, but they could literally step it up and drop cyanide into a vat of beef. And they could lose like thousands of people. Thousands of innocent people went to get lunch. Drop dead. And McDonald's would be like, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> a week later, we'd all move on to the next fucking thing. You know, because Twitter is erupting about God knows what. But yeah, uh, took a lot of left turns there. And we're going to get back to, so the fat pictures, that's why I bought the insoles. They're going to be here tomorrow. Very excited about trying them out. See, I never realized that honest pictures would influence me so much because I I bought some pepper spray from Amazon once, you know, because I used to walk a lot and there's this trail behind my house and there's no outlet, right? Once you're on the trail to the left of you is fences, you know, houses. And to the right of you is a giant fucking ditch, like the size of what could hold a river. So once you get halfway down that trail, man, there's no bailout point, right? So if you cross paths with somebody and they're going to fucking mug you, they're going to mug you or you're going to run. And I don't do a whole lot of running, okay? So I'm going to (laughs) submit, which is why I got the pepper spray. I don't really feel like I'm that crazy of a gun person to actually carry while I walk. I mean, I am, but it just, I don't know. I don't like the idea of a sweaty gun. And uh, I do like the idea of pepper spray because I can carry it in my hand. And it's like, you got your finger on the fucking trigger. And if anybody trips, well, there you go. Just fucking hose them down. But when I bought this pepper spray, this disturbed me. But it was the number one selling one. It had all the best reviews. And the pictures in it were of these two white people, this white couple, like a maybe 50-ish of age white couple. And they are grinning like the Joker because they feel safe. You know, they're out walking. That's the picture. It's a picture in motion. You know, they're both one foot forward, one foot back. And they're smiling like they just got a big fat fucking dose of Smilex because they are so safe feeling, I guess. Like they're walking around like, I feel fine because if anyone gets out of hand, I'm going to fucking spray it. What a great day to be alive. But the picture disturbs me. You know, they're grinning from ear to ear, and it's either because they feel safe or they just can't seem to control the bloodlust within that is calling for them to spray poison in someone's eyes. I mean, like a woman jogging with a focused stare? Yes, that says pepper spray. But two 40-ish white yuppies in polo shirts briskly walking with evil smiles just has we're going to slay small children written all over it. But I, I still bought the pepper spray, and I probably look just like them when, I am, uh, when I'm out walking, which is rare, because I'm fat and lazy. All right, let's take a quick break. we got a new sponsor, NBC, throwing a couple of new television shows at you. We'll be right back with more Fat Guy Loves Cake with Joey Valentine. Hi, this is Lafayette from Nerds Talking the Podcast, and I want you to stick it in my tight little ass. Check out the all-new lineup on NBC this Friday as we bring you two new hit shows. Start your night first with That's My Kanye. Watch as Kanye tries to survive as a McDonald's employee after America totally cancels them. 
Can I take your order, please? Oh, uh, yes, I'll have a double cheeseburger with fries and a Coke, please. Okay, this is a double burger uh, with the mayonnaise on the side, with the bun upside down. George Bush doesn't like Jews. Uh, we're going to make America great again. Uh, sir, uh, can I speak to the manager, please? What well, seems to be the problem, sir? I'm just trying to order a burger, and this man keeps talking about Jews and mayonnaise and stuff like that. I don't know what's going on. Kanye, we've had this talk before. You're not to talk about the Jewish people while you're working the register. Oh, uh, well, it's just that uh, I wanted to let him know uh, George Bush, and uh, we're going to make Donald Trump great again. And um, I got it, though. That's uh, one double burger. Hold the Jew. Don't miss out on the most exciting show on NBC this Friday. That's my Kanye. Followed by a brand new episode of Sewing with Amber. You may think that Amber Heard's career is over, but now she's back where she teaches other girls to knit and sew. So after you finish with your blankie, you're going to roll it up like this. Make a little pouch. And why would we do that, Miss Amber? So you can take a shit in it and blame it on the dog! <laughs> you won't want to miss this exciting lineup on NBC Friday nights. That's my Kanye, followed by Sewing with Ember on NBC. Why does it burn when I pee? Why does he fart during sex? What's wrong with wanting to do butt stuff? All right, welcome back to the show. Back by popular demand, really, no joke, the Dear Joey segment of the show. Probably going to be a regular thing. I enjoy doing it. I love answering questions. I love giving advice, uh, whether it be worthwhile or just to be a dick. It's a lot of fun. I feel so in control. So let's get started. This is your segment, Dear Joey. Dear Joey. My parents were married for 22 years. They separated in 2007, and by 2008, the divorce was final. While this was a good thing for both of them, the fallout from their marriage was intense. I won't dig into the ugly details, but they both had their faults, and it was rough. Since the divorce, Dad has moved on. Sadly, he lost his wife of 13 years suddenly several months ago. Mom still blames Dad for every bad thing that has happened to her since the divorce, even though she chose to quit her job and go on disability, which severely limited her income and options. When Dad's wife died, Mom was almost happy. She said she knew that same grief because of what she went through with the divorce. I would like to invite Dad to holiday gatherings with the family this year, as he will be alone most of the time, but Mom refuses to come if he is there. How can I help her move on? Signed, Inclusive in Michigan. Well, Inclusive, this is a real easy fix. You said that your mother's on disability. That means that she's handicapped. means she's probably not very spry. You're going to want to invite your dad to some sort of family event. Tell him that your mom's not coming. Invite your mom to some sort of event. Tell her that your dad's not coming. And then take her anyway. When she tries to leave, tell her she's on her fucking own. It'll be fun to watch, and who knows, maybe they'll get drunk and knock boots one more time. Everyone wins. Dear Joey, my husband is hard of hearing. No matter what I ask of him or when we have a conversation, he denies I ever spoke to him, asked him to do anything, etc. When I suggest that he may have a hearing problem and should see a doctor, he becomes angry, belligerent, and denies there's anything wrong with him. Our marriage has turned into one big fight. I have asked him to say, 
I didn't hear you. Could you repeat that when he doesn't hear me? But that hasn't worked. He still flat out denies that I said anything to him. If I don't hear him clearly, I ask him to repeat what I didn't hear. How can I convince him that he needs a hearing aid before these fights end our marriage? Signed, On Deaf Ears in West Virginia. Well, On Deaf Ears, let me give you a little bit of advice when it comes to the whole trying to get your husband to do something he doesn't want to do. Eventually, this fight's going to escalate into you getting throttled. Probably you're going to say it one too many times. He's sick of you pointing out the fact that he doesn't want to face the fact that he's getting older by you telling him that he's going deaf. Yes, he realizes he's getting older. You don't need to point that out. Do you tell him he has saggy balls too? Do you ask him if you should shave his back? I would say one of these nights you're going to really piss him off and then he's going to pow you to the moon. My advice to you is to carry around a dry erase board and show him the questions rather than ask. If he says something like, you think you're funny, I know you're carrying that around because you think I'm hard of hearing. You just say, no, dear, I'm practicing cursive because I want to be a secretary one day because my fat ass should get a job. I'm a woman and I don't deserve to just stay at home and eat bonbons. Thanks for writing in. Dear Joey, my sister and I got along great as kids. We played together a lot, and even when we made new friends and grew different interests, we promised to always have each other's backs. In high school, I befriended and eventually started dating a girl my family adored, my sister included. After nine years, we have finally become engaged, but now my sister has grown hostile toward us. She never hinted that she disliked my fiancé before, and nobody in our family can get a reason from her. My mother wants her to be part of our wedding, but with this change in her behavior, I'm not comfortable with the idea. Did I do something wrong? Should I question her to get to the bottom of this? Signed, Baffled Brother. Well, Baffled Brother, it's clear that your sister wants to fuck you. You see, she was holding out on the hopes that one day you'd make a move. She never thought that you'd actually get a girlfriend because you're ugly. And so is she. And she kind of felt you were destined to be together because... No one else is going to want the two of you. But alas, her dreams were shattered when you did meet a woman who was willing to look past things like looks and hygiene and accept you and even wed you. My advice would be, go ahead and marry your fiancé, but before the wedding, throw a bone into your sister. That should smooth things out, at least for a little while. Dear Joey, I'm a middle-aged married man and the father of two. Although I work as a banker, I'm also an aspiring pianist. I have practiced two to three hours a day for many years. My music is unique, unlike anything ever heard. My wife of 18 years does not appreciate my music. She never comments on it, never pays a compliment, and never supports me about it. I do receive praise from my transcriber, my recording editor, my audio engineer, strangers, friends, my parents, and my eight-year-old daughter. I'm tempted to call our marriage quits, but divorce, as we all know, is messy, and she's a good mother and homemaker. Something else that makes me want to leave is that I'm good with the ladies, and in the past, I've had more than my share of female companionship. The combination of a wife who doesn't appreciate my art and the temptation of once again being the stud I was, after a minor makeover and some weight loss, and resuming those wonderful adventures is enough incentive for me to end my marriage. Once my music starts hitting streaming platforms, I expect great things. But since my wife is indifferent to my artistic pursuit, I'm conflicted about whether I should remain married to her or risk a lot by getting a divorce. Please help me make the right decision. Signed, 
Music Maker in the East. Well, Music Maker, this one is really simple. Your music is fucking terrible. You say that your child, your eight-year-old child told you that it's good? Well, guess what? Eight-year-old children also like to play with their buttholes and stick their fingers in their mouths. Your friends, your family, of course they told you you're good. You literally just said you have a great wife who's a great homemaker who's been married to your piece of shit ass for 18 years. And because she doesn't compliment on your terrible music, you are thinking about a divorce? Oh, I'd normally like to crack wise on this one, but I'm going to go ahead and really let you have it. Anyone who thinks they are the shit and is about to hit it big once they start streaming and is considering a divorce and getting a makeover to become the stud that they once were is in for a fucking big, big wake-up call. I bet you have a fucking ponytail in your ball, don't you? I bet you call your guitar an axe or whatever the equivalent of axe is to a piano. What do pianists call their piano when they're trying to be tough? The peen? I have some advice for you. Get down on your knees. Thank God that a woman has tolerated you for 18 years. A good woman, apparently, because even as you diss her, you can't help but compliment her. Get down and thank God. Then find her and get down and bury your face between her legs. That's going to do it for our show. I hope everybody enjoyed Fat Guy Loves Cake. It is going to be Wednesday when this posts, and we are halfway through the week. Yay, I'm still happy about the Astros riding high on that. Fat Guy Loves Cake at Yahoo.com. You can reach me for any reason. I still have plenty of butt stuff. Well, no, I don't have plenty, but I have some iHeart Butt Stuff stickers and Fat Guy Loves Cake podcast stickers. If you want some, just got to email me and let me know. In the meantime, hug your children, kiss your kitty cats, and be super duper extra nice to strangers. I will see you on Friday, everybody. Have a great rest of your week. Yeah, that's probably enough.